Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Voller, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minute Thrive. We're here and talking with Katie Kessley today, MRA's lead recruiting business partner and subject matter expert on the topic for today. So with more than 10 years of working in recruiting, Katie, I know you've seen a number of recruiting trends come and go, so I'm kind of excited to talk about trends that you'll be seeing in 2024. Yeah. But today, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna be talking about those recruiting trends that you need to be aware of and start planning for, for 2024. So according to a Recruiter Flow blog, some of the top 10 trends for recruiting in 2024 will be hybrid work model, proactive candidate engagement, use of recruiting automation, diversity and inclusion, branding, data-centric recruiting, and the list goes on, but we'll cover those in the rest of the podcast. So Katie, let's talk about some of these trends and starting out with number one on the list, that is hybrid work. So are are employees really still looking for hybrid work? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, That's one of the biggest challenges right now is just, you know, to work from home, to Mm -hmm. not work from home. And it's something that companies are really kind of having that hard time trying to identify where are we gonna go with this? But yes, absolutely hybrid work is Mm -hmm. here to stay. So how can an employee really still recruit top talent if they're not going to offer hybrid work? Yeah, that's a really great question. A lot of um, companies run into this. And Mm -hmm. I think that the the biggest thing for organizations or the biggest thing for candidates is the number one primary motivator for candidates wanting to work from home is to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. So if organizations are able to highlight yeah. what they can offer in terms of flexibility, mm-hmm. that's something that will make them stand out if they're not offering that hybrid policy. So for example, a lot of organizations are getting creative mm-hmm. with their schedules. So either yeah. they're doing core days in the office or core hours that they have to be in mm-hmm. the office. So for core days, whether it's your group, your group's in Monday, Wednesday, yep. Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, and even core hours. So maybe they'll do, you have to be in the office from nine to three. So that gives them more of that flexible schedule yeah. if they want to work, set come in at seven, leave at three, um, mm-hmm. or even if they prefer more of a nine to five. So really highlighting that flexibility of what they can offer if they can't offer the hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking mm-hmm. on in podcast earlier this morning about mm-hmm. hybrid work schedules. And I had an example of a friend who was at a hybrid company and now they just moved to um, fully in person. And a lot of people quit because of that. Yeah. So I guess that leads to the next question. Is hybrid really a critical no or no go offer? I would say, yeah, I mean, personally, I I like the having the flexibility. Mm -hmm. I like coming into the office. I think for candidates in the market today, just when I reach out to candidates on LinkedIn, it's the the first question I get is, Mm -hmm. is this remote? I'm only looking for remote or what is the hybrid policy? I even have gotten to the point now into my in-mail messages saying we offer a hybrid schedule. This is what it looks like. So Mm -hmm. I would say it's critical. And I think a lot of organizations are adopting and adapting to this 
new work model. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. it's good to know. Yeah. So I'm also curious what is meant by proactive candidate engagement, as that's another item on the list. So can yeah. you give any examples of what it really means and um, any examples of good proactive candidate <laughs> engagement? Yeah, so proactive candidate engagement essentially is just staying on top of hiring demands. So a big bulk of what recruiters do is sourcing candidates, mm -hmm. so creating those connections with them, trying to get them to sync up with the recs that they're working on, but say mm -hmm. maybe a recruiter doesn't have a full plate at the time, but mm -hmm. they see a skill set over and over again. Yeah. That's where, what it means by proactive engagement, okay. making sure you're staying ahead of those hiring demands and just kind of building that pipeline or building that network, if you will. So an example of that is just simply networking. Mm -hmm. Recruiters have LinkedIn recruiter seats where they can build those pipelines of, of candidates to yeah. help or I shouldn't say pipeline, but network of yeah. candidates. Um, so I think an example of that is just kind of from a networking perspective. But I think in terms of being having that candidate engagement, you want to be yeah. tasteful with it. You mm -hmm. don't want to just be like, hey, what's up? How, how's it going? How are you? It's more so, hey, I see you're a, an engineer in this skill set. We've seen this mm -hmm. skill set regularly, kind of giving them that whiff on like what's in it for yeah. them, sharing some market data and things like that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Having those meaningful conversations. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. We've also talked a lot about um, candidate experience mm -hmm. overall on the podcast. So I'm curious to know what organizations are doing to enhance the candidate experience as part of their recruitment strategy for 2024. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think the candidate experience has been a hot topic for recruiters for quite some time now. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that the candidates are well taken care of and I think mm -hmm. companies are doing a lot of different things to help implement that. Um, you hear a lot of like high tech, high touch, so incorporating yeah. technology into the forefront of the applicant tracking system, mm -hmm. process, whatever it may be. Um, another thing that candidates, or excuse me, that recruiters are doing is they're doing more of like a fast reply when mm -hmm. the application comes in. So as soon as the application comes yeah. in, they're connecting with them saying, hey, thanks for applying. I'd love to schedule a phone screen with you or schedule the interview with you. It really mm -hmm. shows that you have that interest there. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I've seen organizations doing is focusing more on pre-boarding. Mm. So before the candidates are coming in for mm -hmm. their first day, they're assigning them a buddy, if you will, or they call it like and, a yeah. warm welcome approach. So yeah. they either you know, assign them to a coworker, mm -hmm. the recruiter, the hiring manager, whatever it may be, and it kind of stays with them yep. you know, every step of the way before their first day. So they kind of have that more yeah. sense of belonging mm -hmm. when they you know, feel, you know, when you start a new job, it's, it's wild. It's, mm -hmm. You don't know where you're going, what you're doing. So it's more welcome to yeah. them. No, I could see how that would better the whole candidate experience. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned technology in there. Mm -hmm. So another item on our list <laughs> is recruiting automation. Yeah. So are we really talking about technology here or even the use of artificial intelligence? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are. AI is everywhere. It's um, it's a part of the recruiting process, and it's not necessarily to replace recruiters. It's yep. to make us better, mm -hmm. to make us faster, to make us more efficient so we yep. can deliver to our members, to our customers, to our candidates. So when you think of recruiting from start to finish, from you know putting the job out there, sourcing the candidates, 
contacting the candidates, sorting mm-hmm. the candidates, AI plays a part into every piece of those. Yeah. And it's really just to make us more efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things like auto-generated personalized outreach messages, mm-hmm. auto-generated search strings based on requirements. So you they have technologies and tools yeah. where you can enter in a job or enter in a job description and it mm-hmm. will auto-populate candidates to you that you can reach out to. Um, and then lastly, um, it helps, there's different like add-ins with different applicant tracking systems where yeah. it can help prioritize the candidates that have come into the rack and maybe which ones are a fit or are not a fit. So in some mm-hmm. of the ones that we've explored here internally too, it's like Gem and Gem and HireVue are the two that really okay. stand out and stay, to my, stay yeah. on top of my mind, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you said that um, AI is not meant to like take over your job, it's right. meant to help you. Cause I feel like I've heard a lot like AI is gonna take over my job. Yeah. They're taking over everything, <laughs> so. Right, yeah. Yeah, no. I totally agree that it's just there as a mm-hmm. tool and you can use it to make your job more efficient. Right, so, right. So diversity and inclusion was also named mm-hmm. as a top trend for 2024. How can employers really incorporate DEI into their recruiting? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I feel like this has been a big buzz for recruiting and just organizations as a whole. And obviously a lot of it stems into the beginning stages of recruiting. So DEI can touch every step in the recruiting process. So whether it's creating gender neutral job ads, posting the Mm -hmm. said job on diverse boards, because there's a lot that, you know, are specific to different diverse organizations. You can target diverse talent pools Mm -hmm. when you're sourcing candidates as well. partnering with local diversity partners um, and doing different like blind hiring methods, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you know, you're focusing on it, but you're not focusing on it. So, and I've seen some other organizations too, to draw more attention to their diverse recruiting efforts, do more of like a happy blank day on, Mm. um, LinkedIn. Yeah. I was going to say social media, but LinkedIn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like happy in, like Day of the Dead or things yep. like that, just to show that they're having that drawn towards more desire for diversity in their workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And you just listed a bunch of great action <laughs> steps that people can yeah. take even now right mm-hmm. after the podcast. So we'll, we'll link some resources too to help with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is branding for recruitment. And I love this one, obviously, because I'm on the marketing team. Yep. So tell us more about why an organization's brand is so important mm-hmm. in the recruitment yeah. process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, marketing and recruiting go hand in hand. Like sometimes I like to play like I'm a marketing person, but I'm really not. I'm just, I like to, you know, marry the person and the candidate <laughs> yes. and everyone where they need to go. But the main goal for branding for an organization and recruiting is just how can you differentiate differentiate mm-hmm. yourself how can you have that strong empl- yeah. employer brand it's very critical and it's mm-hmm. to highlight that within the recruitment process so again yeah. a lot of what recruiters do is that active candidate outreach to mm-hmm. get you know maybe you have a job posted, you don't have any applicants, so how am I gonna attract people to this job? So when I'm reaching out to candidates personally, I always like to make sure my in-mails are fun, they're light, Mm -hmm. it gets to the point to what they wanna know, aka schedule and compensation. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I can leverage other social media platforms, and that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of companies are doing, where they can highlight their culture, their values, what makes them unique. Um, I was actually working with one organization where 
they have create they created a slew of day in the life videos. Oh. So when I was recruiting for those particular skill sets and maybe the candidates didn't know exactly what a day in the life looked like, yeah. I would enter that link into my um, in-mail message so the candidate yeah. could get a better feel and physically see yeah. what a day in the life looked like. That's so, a great idea. Yeah, so that's a lot of what um, branding and how it kind of falls into recruitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like recruiters have to be more creative than ever now yes. because, I don't know, there's just so many different aspects that you could right. be original on and everyone wants to say come to us because we have hybrid work but everyone's gonna say that <laughs> right so it's like like you said what makes you stand mm-hmm. stand out and stand apart yeah so as the job market becomes more competitive what strategies are employers adopting to attract and retain top talent i think you know the biggest thing that employers are doing to adopt and attract and retain the top talent Mm -hmm. is they're looking at the market too. So they're looking at the market, seeing what the competition is doing, what the competition is paying, what they're putting out there, and they're Mm -hmm. making those adjustments and they're being very mindful of that. Um, I think a lot of, uh, you know, what we've talked about before here is they're also meeting their employees where they're at Mm -hmm. and kind of seeing what the benefits are that would be a benefit to them because a benefit for me Mm -hmm. is different than a benefit to you. Um, So I I know a lot of organizations are doing paid or unpaid elder care, Mm. daycare, childcare reimbursement, um, and also embracing a long-term work-from-home policy and offering those flexibility. So how about some of the skills and qualities that recruiters are really prioritizing in 2024 as the job market continues to evolve? Yeah, the market's pretty saturated right now in terms Mm -hmm. of candidates and people looking for work. So I think one of the main skills and qualities that they're prioritizing is culture fit. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone was so hot to trot and hot to hire. a few years back and I think they've they've learned their lesson that at the end of the day we got to make sure we have the right culture fit so we're having you know these individuals longer term mm-hmm. um, another thing they're looking to do is increase the skills of their recruiting team so having them you know adopt different yeah. technologies or different mm-hmm. skills trainings um, factoring in AI as well yeah. um, and then I think last but not least kind of what we mentioned earlier is not so much meeting the employees where they're at, but meeting the candidates where they're at in terms of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, I was recently recruiting for a slew of interns, and I was like, hey, this is my first time recruiting Gen Z mm-hmm. and I know they want short sweet to the point so how what is my message going to be to them so mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was um, I put together a sourcing in mail that said hey I have an internship here's the company here's the location here's the pay yeah. are you interested mm-hmm. if so book a time on my calendar and I sent them a link because it was yeah. all easy to do on their phones and things like that I got zero responses but nine candidates scheduled phone screens for me and they all showed up to their phone screens really yeah wow. so a big thing is really just meeting people where yeah. they're at and where they need to be in terms of communication styles and and things like that so those would be in my opinion the key skills no yeah those are great examples and great things to always keep in mind yeah well kind of wrapping up here and looking ahead at the same time (laughs) what challenges do you really anticipate recruiters will face in the coming year Mm -hmm. and do you have any advice that you can kind of leave us with today um, to help navigate some of these challenges 
Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for the upcoming year for recruiting is just going to be the job market itself. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's ever changing right now. Like I started last week with two active positions and now mm-hmm. my plate is nearly full. So it's just it's ever changing yep. for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone really knows the predictability for next year. So I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. My advice on that is as a recruiter, um, as an employee, as a supervisor, anyone yeah. in the workforce internally or externally, communication and mm-hmm. having those clear expectations. Um, and I think, too, from a recruiter standpoint, um, the advice would be gaining the trust from candidates mm-hmm. and building the relationship. You know, you, they're, like I said, the, the market is very saturated right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, you if you ghost candidates, you know, just yeah. follow up with candidates because if someone has a bad experience, yeah. they're going to LinkedIn and they're going to yep. post about it. So you want to make sure that you're you're ensuring that you're genuinely there to help because as mm-hmm. a recruiter, you're there to help the candidate, you're there to help the organization. Um, and you really just want to make sure you're gaining that trust from the candidates. Um, that would be my, my, yeah. my biggest well, piece of advice. That is great advice to end with. So thank you. Well, it sounds like recruiters definitely have their hands full this year and next year, but I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your experience and expertise with us today. We're curious to know what you're doing to get ready for recruiting in 2024. So feel free to leave a comment below for a chance to win one of MRA's new swag items on the podcast. And if you liked our chat and topic today, don't forget to share out this episode and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We have all the resources you need in the show notes below, including resources on this topic. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in today, and thanks for joining us, Katie. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.